1: Welcome to a special midweek episode of Pacific Down and Distance. Uh, Normally we do a sort of short and sharp recap of the Sunday-Monday games for you so that you can hear it on your way to work or your way home from work on a Monday, depending on where you are. This week, we've just launched last weekend, had our first full episode in partnership with Sports Social Podcast Network, which means there's no better time than to keep the momentum going. We've had excellent feedback from all of you on that episode. So today we're just gonna look at the eight divisions in the NFL, who's on track to win them, who's in uh, potential for a minor placing and a wildcard spot, and who's going to miss out altogether so worth calling out before we get into each of these eight divisions just worth calling out how the nfl playoff race works uh, the, the competition is broken up into two conferences the afc and the nfc a being american and being national within those two conferences there are four divisions of four teams the four divisional winners in each conference win A playoff, they win their way into the playoffs, they will host a match in the playoffs, no matter how good their season's been. And they are seeded one to four, depending on their win-loss records, and then tiebreakers. The rest of the teams are seeded or ranked five to, to 16, the other 12 teams. And those teams who finish fifth, sixth or seventh in their conference... So they've probably finished second or third in their division, but if they finish fifth, sixth, or seventh in their conference, they will also play in the playoffs in wild card round. They play the teams two, three, and four in reverse seeding order. So if you are seated seventh, you will play the team who finished second overall seedings, and you'll play away. So two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five. The number one team in each conference gets a buy in the first week of the finals. They then, or sorry, in the first week of the playoffs. And they then get to host every match that, that as long as they're in the playoffs, they will, will be in their building until the Super Bowl. So that's the way it works. We'll go through each of the divisions. I'm going to alternate between AFC and NFC rather than do them in blocks. So we're going to start in the East. The two best teams are in the East. The two worst teams are in the South. So that's why we're going to do it that way. We'll go East, West, North, South, give you a little break in between and uh, let's have some fun and see if we can predict a winner or two. Here we go.
0: No necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So we'll start off with what is the best division in football? Uh, that's determined by the fact that all four teams have won more games than they've lost, or as the Americans would call it, uh, over 500 win percentage. It's the AFC East: Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, and New England. Now Buffalo lead the division. They're six and two. Miami and the Jets are just half a game back. They've played an extra game, which they both lost. So they're both on six and three. Uh, The Patriots are five and four. But where it gets interesting is that Buffalo's two losses were to Miami and the Jets, which means their divisional record is zero and two. And uh, the Jets and Miami are two and one, respectively. So if either or both of those teams were to win the return leg, Against Buffalo, that might absolutely shake up this division because they would have them well and truly covered on tiebreakers. Now, I think that's probably unlikely given how good Buffalo look, but uh, they and they I might add both the return matches are in Buffalo, so in consecutive weeks. However, that's the way these things work. Uh, the the you get two cracks at a team in your division every year, and uh, that means you get quite familiar with them. So you couldn't rule it out. So it's just worth keeping that in mind. Buffalo, at the moment, will probably still regard themselves as aiming at the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, They've beaten, from a conference point of view, they've beaten Tennessee, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. Now, don't worry about Pittsburgh, but the other three are all absolutely going to be in contention. That could well be your three divisional winners of the other three divisions. So having beaten them all will help when it comes to making sure they get the number one seed, or in a worst-case scenario, especially with Baltimore, if they were to tie Baltimore Um, in second place uh, in in their respective divisions. Uh, This would help them elevate them above Baltimore. Uh, But, uh, yeah, they will need to make sure they win the division to be in the number one seed. Otherwise, those tiebreakers may not matter. Miami, for their part, they've got a win over Baltimore uh, and a loss to Cincinnati. The Jets have got a loss to Baltimore and to Cincinnati, but a win over Cleveland will get to Cleveland later. Uh, so Miami are probably better placed there. Uh, but yeah. In, in, in any case, it depends who wins the division as well, the AFC North, because if Baltimore were to win the division, uh, then it'd be Cincinnati that they would be contending with for a wild card place. So, you know, who, who beat Cincinnati and who lost them, it can change. And just a reminder with Miami, they've won all six games that Tua has started and finished. He did not play in the game against the Bengals and he did not play the game before that either, which I think was against the Vikings. So, yeah, that won't matter in the overall scheme of things other than you just don't know that, um, yeah, that the Miami can't get on an absolute tear in the remainder of the season and might be better than Buffalo once they get, you know, a full slate of matches with two are involved. For the Patriots, uh, look, they're still in it. They've only a game further back, so they're a game and a half off the top of the division. Uh, They're one and one within the division. They get two cracks at Buffalo. So if they were to win both of those, for example, hypothetically, that would absolutely spice things up. They get another go at the Jets and another go at Miami, and both those games are in New England. They've beaten Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Indianapolis. None of those probably would help with getting uh, elevated seedings. They did lose to Baltimore, which could come back to bite as well. All right, we'll move on to the NFC East, the other strong division this season. The Philly, Philadelphia, eight and zero as we know, undefeated. That also means they're two and zero in the division. The Giants and the Cowboys are two games back on six and two. All three teams have had their have had their bye. Uh, Dallas's in division record is much better than the Giants. Indeed, they beat the Giants, so that will help. They would all they would play each other again later. In fact, on Thanksgiving, we'll go with Philly first. Um, Their main goal at the moment will be the number one seed in the entire conference and give themselves a buy in week one. Uh, What's going to play in their favor there is that they've beaten Minnesota from the uh, NFC North as well. That's probably their main competition for that spot too. So they've got the tiebreaker there. Uh, they've got their home games. They've got five home games to go as well. Washington, Green Bay, Tennessee, New Orleans, and the Giants. So they've, they've, they're really well sorted here. I think they will drop a couple of games. It wouldn't surprise me if they dropped a couple of games in this division. Uh, but it, I don't think it'll cost them the divisional title, and they should be absolutely seated one or two. And they'd have to fall behind Minnesota now to to be seated number two. So they're absolutely bang on for number one. The only thing that could haunt them is if Dallas or the Giants got on a run, Dallas are probably more likely. They've got tiebreakers against the Rams. Detroit and Chicago, they've unfortunately given up a tiebreaker to Tampa Bay. I don't think that'll matter. They're two wins ahead of Tampa at the moment. Um, and Tampa may not even win that division. For the Giants, what they've got working in their favor is three, uh, three conference wins and a conference loss. The conference loss was to Seattle. That's probably the one that's gonna matter in the long run. They beat uh, Carolina, Chicago, and Green Bay. They get two goes at Philly, and they get a go at Washington and Dallas. So they're going to need to win three of those games to really be in the uh, in in the consideration there. Although they'll certainly be in a wild card contention at some point. Washington are probably out of it now. Um, they're not far off on paper. Uh, they play Philly this week in philly they've got to win that on monday night football otherwise forget it they don't have great conference tiebreakers coming well they're they're all teams that aren't likely to feature detroit chicago and green bay they did win two of those matches but yeah they're not likely to feature in the contention here so for washington to be in this conversation they've just got to win their matches starting with philly on monday
0: only four percent of universities in the u.s are r1 research institutions and temple university is one of them
1: Okay, we're going back to the AFC. We're going to the West Coast. Uh, we'll start with the AFC West. Kansas City, LA Chargers, Denver and Vegas. This, uh, this division is a little less uh, complicated. So Kansas are 6-2. and two. That gives them a one-game lead over the Chargers, who are 5-3. and three. That includes a tiebreaker as well. The Ch- Kansas City have beaten the Chargers already, although they play in two weeks. So can- uh, the Chargers could... Uh, level that one out and that would also bring them level if uh, if they go in a game behind denver uh three and five just about out of conversation and vegas uh raiders are two and six and they're one and two in the division denver zero and two in the division i don't think denver and vegas will be in the running so we won't focus on them too much kansas city's goal at this point they will want to win the division obviously but from there they'll be looking to get a one or a two seed uh, at this point, interestingly, they've only played three conference matches. So they were against Indy, Buffalo and Tennessee. And the only one they won was just the other night against Tennessee. They actually lost to Indy. Don't think that'll prove costly, but they did lose to Buffalo as well. And that could. So uh, in, a, in the event of a tie with Buffalo at the top of the uh, AFC conference seedings, uh, Kansas would go to would go to number two, and that would of course make them play in the wild card round rather than get the bye. So, that's that's the implications there. Their draw. They've got home games against Jacksonville, the Raiders, Seattle, and Denver to come. They've oh sorry, not the Raiders, uh, the Rams, and they go to the Raiders as well as the Chargers, Cincinnati. Denver, and Houston. Now, as for the Chargers, like I said, they're one game behind. I should have called out, they're playing San Francisco away this weekend whilst uh, Kansas City are playing Jacksonville at home. So the likelihood of them still being a game apart uh, when they meet in a week's time is probably less than 50%, but we'll just uh, give them the benefit of the doubt here. The Chargers games uh, in conference have been against Jacksonville, Houston, and Cleveland. Now, they won the last two, I don't know that any of those teams... There's a possibility that Cleveland come good once they've got a uh, an upgrade in quarterback, and we'll get to that shortly. don't think the other two teams will be in the mix. So the Chargers really are going to have to beat Kansas City uh, to get in the, the divisional conversation. They've got matches against Miami, Tennessee and uh, Indianapolis to come. I don't think the Indy match will matter, but yeah, Miami and Tennessee, they're both in LA. So if they do win a couple of those um, and then keep some solid divisional form, they should be well-placed from a wild card playoff, but they absolutely need to beat Kansas City um, to be in the divisional conversation, for what it's worth, Denver, who are two games behind second, so I think they're just about out of it. They have got tiebreakers over Houston and Jacksonville. They've given up tiebreakers to Indy and to the Jets. So again, probably not much to cling to there. Vegas, two and six. Their uh, in division record one and two. They have beaten Houston and lost to Tennessee and Jacksonville. I don't think they're in the the conversation. They probably recognize that as well. We'll go to the NFC West whilst we're on the West Coast. So we've got Seattle, San Francisco, the Rams and Arizona here. This one is the tightest of the four divisions. I think three games from first to fourth. Um, That does make it delicately poised. My personal view is that the Rams and Arizona by losing last weekend kind of ruled themselves out, but we'll, we'll run through it. So Seattle, they're a game and a half ahead of San Francisco. They do play San Francisco at home in a few weeks time, I think that's week 16. So that could be, or week 15 rather, that could be interesting. Um, they've In the meantime, they've got to go to Germany this week and then have a bye. So they've got uh, some travel involved in their schedule. Uh, the, the the conference tiebreakers they've got are against Detroit and the New York Giants. Uh, they lost to Atlanta and New Orleans. Atlanta and New Orleans could potentially be in wildcard um, contention so that's unhelpful the Giants win sh- should be good uh, for the, the Seahawks in the in a wild card scenario because the Giants are up there at the moment so we'll see how that shakes out for the 49ers so I think are realistically the only other team in contention for the division title they've beaten Carolina but lost to Chicago and Atlanta uh, so they're not that well placed from a wild card standpoint, although maybe only of those ones, Atlanta would actually be there. They do play New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Washington uh, from a conference standpoint to come. So any of those could still be in the mix. The thing that's in San Francisco's favor is they're three and zero in the division. So if they were to tie with Seattle and split one and one, they would almost certainly win the uh, division on the divisional tiebreakers. As for the Rams, three and five, one and two in the division, so they're in, they're in a bit of a mess. They do have a win over Carolina and Atlanta, but their losses are what are going to hurt them. They were against Dallas and last weekend against Tampa Bay. Um, I'd expect Dallas and Tampa Bay to be in wildcard. Uh, contention if they can't win their divisions. So that's not going to help the Rams. And the Rams are quite a fair way off this division. They are only in wild card conversations at best. Same can be said for Arizona. They've beaten Carolina and New Orleans. they lost to Philly and Minnesota. I think Philly and Minnesota will win their divisions. So that doesn't matter too much. But yeah, the uh, the the biggest problem the Cardinals have got is their 0-3 in their division. So they're going to be in all kinds of... They're not going to win it. Um, overhauling that, even with a short gap to the top, they've got to, they've got to win everything in the division and then get some luck along the way. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship
0: to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go
1: beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, we'll go to the north of the country next. So the AFC North is Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Now, this is a little spicy, this division, because, of course, Cleveland will be getting their controversial maligned quarterback Deshaun Watson back after the the, uh, the Browns play against his old team, Houston, which I think is four weeks away. So uh, that will have a bit of a change, but we'll go with what we've got on paper for now. So uh, Baltimore's atop the division six and three. Uh, the Bengals, Cincinnati are one game behind them, uh, five and four. Now Baltimore have won both their divisional matches. The Bengals have lost all three of theirs, so they've lost the entire uh, division so far once each. They've both got the bye this weekend, so they'll uh, they'll be back level with everyone else on games played after that. This is where it gets a little bit interesting. So it goes without saying that if Cincinnati want to win this division, they're going to have to win their divisional matches um, at, at the very least. But just looking at who Baltimore and Cincinnati uh, have played outside of the division from a conference point of view and a wild card spot in mind they've both beaten the jets the bengal's have beaten miami baltimore has lost to miami baltimore's also played new england and buffalo and they beat they beat the patriots and lost to buffalo so from a wild card standpoint uh, they would you'd expect one of new york jets and miami to be in that conversation so they've got an interesting implication there i think um, this division you'd look at it and go that the winner of this will probably be seated third uh, i think they'll be above the afc south it'll be a stretch uh in a, in a division like this to to get above kansas and buffalo so there's a possibility of a second seeding, but most likely third seeding at this point um, baltimore's remaining games they've got four home games against carolina denver atlanta and pittsburgh and they travel to jacksonville also to Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. The two teams play in the last round, Baltimore and Cincinnati. That's going to be a big one, the possible Sunday night football match, depending on uh, how the division is looking at that time. Now, I've mentioned Cincinnati. We'll just quickly touch on Cleveland. So they had a quarterback who uh, who was in a lot of trouble for some... Uh, 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 football related reasons I won't get into them here but he's not been a great person off the field purportedly anyway now uh, his name's Deshaun Watson he was playing for Houston they have traded him to Cleveland who have signed him on a big big contract however a proportion of the contract this year's portion Uh, was quite low, so they've backloaded the contract just in case he was suspended by the NFL, and he was. So he's got another four games to run on his suspension. Uh, At that point, it would be expected he will come straight back into the team for uh, Jacoby Brissett, so that will mean an automatic upgrade in theory at quarterback. You do have to remember a couple of things. One, he's never played with this team. And two, especially in those away games, this guy is going to be booed like no player you've ever heard booed before by the crowd. So Cincinnati, Washington and Pittsburgh will all host the Browns once he's back and you'd have to assume that is going to be a hostile environment. Uh, For what it's worth, Cleveland have lost all their matches against divisional rivals, sorry, against conference rivals. They're two and one in the division so they're doing okay there. They absolutely own Cincinnati so they're not, well, they're not too far off there if they can pick off some divisional matches but they've lost to the Jets, the Chargers and New England from a conference point of view, and all three of those teams are still in the running for wildcard places. So I think it's unlikely that we'll see Cleveland in playoff action, but they are there. Pittsburgh, you can probably forget them. They're 2-6. and They have won a divisional match against the Bengals, uh, but they've lost all their matches in conference, and the way they traded, it looks like they've kind of written off this season anyway, so we won't waste too much time on them. And whilst we're in the North, we'll go to the NFC. This division is... Just about over. Minnesota are a full four game, four wins ahead of Green Bay. They're seven and one. They've had a lot of success in Division three and Uh, zero. They have. They unfortunately lost to Philly. Their one loss was against Philly, which could prove costly from a seedings point of view. It's unlikely they'll be the number one seed unless some of Philly's divisional rivals beat them. But they have beaten New Orleans and Arizona. I don't think uh, Arizona will be a com- competitor for the for the seedings 1-4. to four. New Orleans are still in contention in their division, so that could prove handy. Uh, the runner ahead they've got, they play Dallas at home. They play the Giants at home, so those two could come into consideration. The away games, Green Bay, Chicago, and Detroit are all in division, and then they play Buffalo this weekend, which will be a hard game. It won't affect uh any of their seedings because they're in the other they're in the afc so it's quite an interesting one it'll be one of as a match-up be one of the games of the season but it won't have an impact on anything other than the immediate win and loss of the two teams and minnesota are almost certainly going to win this division in a canter anyway we'll give green bay and chicago their due they're both three and six one and two in the division for the packers and oh and two for chicago so they're both going to have to win divisional matches to come back into this at all uh they've both got their buys in week 14. uh green bay have got a tiebreaker over tampa bay and the the bears have got a tiebreaker over san francisco so both of those could be useful both these teams lost to the giants and lost to washington and chicago has, has also lost to dallas so yeah they're, they're they're not ideal the uh dallas and new york giants are certainly going to be in wild card contention so that's not going to help these two teams but one of them would have to go on a tear anyway. Detroit, uh, don't think they're realistically in this. They're 2-6. and six. They have got a divisional win last weekend against the Packers. They've got a uh, conference win against Washington, but they've lost to Philly and Seattle. Looking at their draw, they're not going to be making up the kind of games that get them in wildcard conversation on this one, unfortunately. and so to the south so you've pretty much got to win these two divisions to be in contention for anything uh, Tennessee uh, in the AFC South Tennessee are a game and a half ahead of Indy so uh, oh, yeah, the Titans are still uh, they've they've had their buy. the Colts have still got theirs coming the problem is with the Colts they've just fired their coach uh, they look like a bit of a hot mess so they've obviously benched their uh, their veteran quarterback that they bought in Matt Ryan They've had plenty of plenty of changes. They do have a tiebreaker over Kansas City, for what it's worth. I'm not sure they'll be level with Kansas City on anything, so it's kind of irrelevant. We'll stick with Tennessee. Um, I Look, they look pretty good to win this division. So uh, I think the winner of this division will be seeded fourth, so it's probably irrelevant. They have beaten Las Vegas. They lost to Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, that's not helpful for them. They're 3-0 in the division, so really, as long as they can string a couple more divisional wins to, together, they play – they've already played Indy, so they're not going to get a chance to put a further gap again, over them, but they do play Jacksonville uh, twice and also the the Texans late in the season. So as long as they can keep winning divisional matches and, and try and pick off one of these out-of-conference games, they should be good for the fourth seed. That'll put them against whoever the fifth uh, seed is, but it'll be in Tennessee's building. The Colts, 3-5-1, so the one means they've had a draw as well, which was against Houston in the first week of the season. Like I mentioned, they've beaten Kansas, they've lost to Denver and New England. They they just look a little bit um, discombobulated, to be honest. I don't think they'll be in the conversation. They've got a match against Las Vegas this weekend who are in a similar boat. So you never know. And then they got two home games. Uh, not easy ones, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. But they, they could go on a little run if they were to stabilise now. But we'll just have to see. Jacksonville are only half a game behind any, uh, to be fair to them. And they've been in a lot of close games. So probably not fair to rule them completely out yet. One and two in the division. So they absolutely have to win their divisional matches. Uh, by the looks of it, they've got Tennessee twice. So there's an opportunity there if they can... They can uh, stump up on one of those. They also play Houston, so that's uh, that, you know there's 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 opportunity there, and they've got tiebreakers against the Chargers. Interestingly enough, they beat them in L.A. And whooped them uh, ages ago. It doesn't margins don't matter in the NFL, but they uh, they would have taken a lot of confidence out of that. But yes, certainly that Chargers tiebreaker could be handy for them if they go on a run. Houston are likely to be in the running for the tops the, the top pick in the draft more than anything else. So We won't waste too much time on them. They've lost all their te- their matches against uh, teams in other divisions. And uh, their, their record in division itself isn't too bad. One win, one loss, one draw. But there are six defeats that they are not going to be in playoff contention. Okay, and to the last division in football, the NFC South. Tampa Bay and Atlanta lead this both on four and five. New Orleans only one game behind, three and six. Carolina, who have had a tough season, they're only another game further behind, but they would have to go on a run to come back into this at two and seven. So we won't spend too much time on the Panthers. So the Bucks lead this division by virtue of a tiebreaker over Atlanta. That's because they beat Atlanta in a uh, controversial finish about a month ago. Uh, that also means that they're two and one in the division, while the Falcons are one and two. So that that's been pretty. Crucial uh, tiebreaker thus far. However, the two teams do meet again uh, in the last week of the season, and if Atlanta won that match, then uh, any tiebreaking advantage is lost. Both these teams have a bye as well, yet to come. At Tampa's is in two weeks, Atlanta's is another three after that, so week 14. Tampa have got tiebreakers that are useful. They've beaten Dallas and the Rams, both of whom would like to think they're in at the very least wildcard contention. Tampa did lose to Green Bay, but that shouldn't cost them too much. Atlanta, for their part, they've actually got quite useful tiebreakers. They did lose to the Rams, but they've beaten Seattle and San Francisco. Now they're a game or two behind, um, well, they're two games behind Seattle and they're half a game behind San Francisco. So it's not out of the realms of possibility, if they were to go on a little run themselves, that they could be in a wild card conversation and those tiebreakers could come in handy. They'd need to be more consistent, and losing against the Chargers wasn't helpful. They absolutely must beat the Panthers on Thursday night football this week. New Orleans lost a game on Monday uh, in their building against Baltimore. That probably sums up their season somewhat. But they're still there. They're one and two in the division. They've lost all their conference matches. So Minnesota, Seattle, and Arizona would all, in theory, have tiebreakers over them. Uh, And they've only got three home games left. That's the other thing for New Orleans. They've got the Rams, Atlanta, and Carolina. So it's not an ideal uh, draw, run home for them. But they are still there. They play Pittsburgh this weekend. Pittsburgh are struggling. So they could be right back in the mix. Um, In theory, they could have uh, leveled with one of the teams above them in the standings in this division with a win over the Steelers. So we'll see how they go there. Carolina have lost all their games in the conference. Uh, They've still got a few home games to go, but they've got much bigger issues to deal with than whether or not they make the playoffs. And they'll be in the conversation with Detroit and Houston and a couple of others for the top pick in the draft. That's it for now. I hope you've kept up with all of that. We will definitely be back after the week 10 matches on Monday, depending on where you are in the world. And uh, don't forget to share us, uh, retweet, do all those things. Let us know if you're enjoying the show and uh, tell a couple of your friends about it and we'll uh, we'll endeavour to keep producing great content for you.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.